the food covid podcast during the first phase of lockdown in india a video from karnataka went viral which showed milkmen throwing away fresh milk in a canal while the initial few days were difficult for the dairy supply chain things eased out as milk was an essential item but does that mean the problem was solved for all dairy farmers not really while a lot of farmers sell their milk to cooperatives there's a huge number that sells directly to restaurants sweet shops and tea shops and with these businesses being shut there's no way for the farmers to sell the milk and earn a living in turn they do not have enough money to buy fodder for the cows this crack in supply chain affects the dairy farmers as well as the farmers who grow fodder for animals this is where my guest for today comes into the picture rajesh paranjpe is the founder of bodhi shop an online marketplace for e2 cow milk and milk products and is currently running a campaign to solve the fodder problem for the cows here's an excerpt from my conversation with him where i talked to him about the donate fodder initiative and pick his brains on the issues with dairy industry in general first thing that i wanted to ask you was uh, if you can tell me a bit about bodhi shop and what you do so basically uh, bodhi shop is a marketplace me and my wife started this in august 2018 okay so currently there has been huge awareness about our indigenous desi cows milk mm-hmm. and uh, benefits and effects out of you know drinking from desi cows versus jersey mm-hmm. cows mm-hmm. so people have started demanding milk coming only from desi cows but mm-hmm. what has happened is uh, even the normal milk 70 to 80% of milk is adulterated okay and the price of desi cow milk is twice or sometimes thrice than what the normal milk that you get in the market so okay. this on its own creates a room for you know adulterate because hmm. you can anybody can create a you know fake milk in under 20 rupees okay and if you mix it in a cooperative farm hmm. cooperative collection center virtually it is impossible to find out you know how much and how fake milk has been mixed in the genuine milk hmm. so that's how it has been operating since years okay. and uh, if you check the websites of all these desi cow farms right from the photographs to the description everything is same okay so everyone claims to have you know their product is genuine their hmm. farm is animal cruelty free Like mm. the customers are getting confused exactly who who is the third party verifying these facts, mm. so that it becomes easier for them to you know buy milk. Mm. Because ethical milk is once again getting popular here. Like yeah. Indian way of milking cows is by default ethical. Yeah. Let me quickly explain how it works. Mm. So the Indian cows are domesticated. wild animal which has been staying with humans since ages yeah so only the excess milk of cows mm. is meant for human consumption yeah the primary right of milk is always to the calf mm. and whatever is left after the calf has been fed fully yeah that milk is sold in the market mm. right. and indian cows are so uh, you know emotional like if they don't see their calf Mm-hmm. and if the calf is not allowed to nurse with the cow mm-hmm. the cow doesn't give out milk first okay. so what people do is they just just for the sake of it they uh, 
allow the calf to nurse with a mother mm-hmm. and the moment she starts giving milk the calf is taken away yeah. so that you know producer can get maximum quantity of milk mm-hmm. so the original indian way has never been like this so yeah. even after the cow stops giving milk mm-hmm. the cows not supposed to send to slaughter house the primary reason being first is cow is has always been sacred to you know yeah. the people of yeah. india but the second thing is the cow dung and cow urine mm. was meant as a fertilizer on the farm yeah so farmer doesn't have to spend money on buying expensive fertilizers or pesticides mm. so after the cow stops giving milk the farmer can use cow dung and cow urine and which becomes an excellent bio fertilizer that's how the organic farming in india has been always yeah yeah so people started forgetting uh, how can they sustain the life of cow so unfortunately the farmers or the producers started selling cow to slaughter all the entire meat industry you know mm. came into existence yeah so slowly now awareness is getting mm. uh, more and more people are asking questions Hmm. there is an alternative to go vegan for people yeah. who want to but yeah. it's very hard to be so associate indians and milk commerce hmm. with milk milk products mm-hmm. it's very difficult for us and we always have that option so by default our milking has always been ethical yeah. we just have to make sure we have to go back to what our forefathers have been doing hmm. and you know again we'll be back in Okay. So we identify such farms only. We okay. go there, we manually mm. verify them. Mm. We speak to the owners, what made them start the farm, and by speaking to them, you know, you get an idea how much truth are they telling, and then only we onboard them onto our platform. Okay. And then you so connect. So. The, yeah. And then you connect the farmers to directly to the consumers. In a way, yes. so basically we don't white label any of the farmers first okay so we always encourage farmer to develop their own brand hmm. because even if you go on the website hmm. the simple logic people usually tend to forget is like the cost of milk in say you know a drought prone area hmm. versus the cost of milk in you know in a non drought prone area hmm. there obviously going to be you know difference in the input cost okay so the milk in drought region might be expensive than milk in non drought region mm. so for every farmer the cost of sustainability is different and it has to be different okay the only way they can recover that cost is they have to get the direct retail access to have the retail access we help them develop a brand okay so after the first phase of lockdown which was quite sudden for india what kind of right. uh, changes of course there the supply chain was broken for a lot of produce fresh produce uh, so what kind of uh, effects it had on the dairy industry uh, from what you could notice so general perception of you know all of us has been since milk is a essential commodity yeah so there is a perceived there was a perception like dairy industry may not be as affected as you know the it industry or other sectors mm. but people forget that this dairy industry like the milk that comes to your home mm-hmm. that is coming from a cooperative yeah and the farmers who have access to that cooperative or who stay close to that cooperative mm-hmm. are able to deliver milk to such cooperative mm-hmm. 
so their business in a way is not that greatly affected hmm. but the other farmers whose final consumer was restaurants corporates tea yeah. shops coffee shops you know all these yeah. restaurants yeah once they stop functioning hmm. these type of farmers had no customers left hmm. and the reason they are not supplying to dairy uh, cooperatives because they are getting better margins if they sell to direct consumers so obviously in supply chain there there are aggregators but mm-hmm. on any given day they are getting better price than selling to a cooperative okay and all of these farmers are having most of the indian farmers like many of the times you get to hear you know all these stories like quit piping job and started organic farming yeah or you know came from abroad mm-hmm. had a huge successful career and then started organic farming yeah uh these are exceptional cases hmm. these are extremely inspirational stories hmm. but we cannot forget the fact that majority of the farmers yeah have land not more than not two acres yeah yeah so in that land it is very difficult for them to grow fodder for the cows okay so the entire land is been used only to grow crops meant for human consumption so since generations they have to be they have been buying fodder from the market okay and since now there is no uh, the supply chain has broken the mm-hmm. most of the produce is not getting sold mm-hmm. their milk is not getting sold mm-hmm. there is no money left to buy fodder for the cows mm-hmm. so we discovered okay how they are sustaining and actually the customers made us think like they started calling us okay what is happening at the ground level Mm-hmm. like we we can understand like these farmers are not selling their milk to cooperatives mm-hmm. so how are they sustaining mm-hmm. so then we started digging in and we figured out like forever it has been like you know whatever money you get today or this month mm-hmm. you use it in the next month to buy fodder or you know buy seeds to right. basically sustain the farm yeah so now the sales sales have dropped in march most mm-hmm. of it it has been zero in you know for many farmers Mm-hmm. they don't have money to buy fodder for the cows mm-hmm. and we started to if they don't have fodder then what is happening with the uh, fodder sellers who is okay. buying it from them yeah okay. so at their level also nobody is able to buy it from them because there is no cash to buy fodders to them mm-hmm. so we started like we already have a platform our sales have also taken hit since okay. deliveries are not happening we are entirely dependent on courier partners so why not use our existing platform in connecting uh, these farmers to our consumers and donors mm. okay so the need of the or for the farmers is fodder so instead of giving them cash mm. we can help them in a very dignified way of donating just the fodder mm-hmm. because these are not ngos or these are not trust like mm-hmm. they are not charitable organizations mm. so even if it's a farmer it's a for profit business so we we thought like the only way a dignified way to help them is just giving them what they need right now instead mm. of giving cash mm. so we started collecting so what is to happen is uh, even if the campaign is still on customers or people come on the website they mm. select order quantity that they wish to donate mm. they make a payment but the delivery happens to the farm since we are not you know ngo or mm. trust we mm. cannot accept cash okay and we cannot send cash also so uh, i can explain shortly so what 
one can do is you can just go on this link below they have to select the item that they want to donate so right now we have three options one is green powder one is dry powder and second is jaggery so how much quantity of powder is needed per cow that is also listed on the same page mm-hmm. so you'll get an idea what is the consumption style of a cow and below that you will also get to see which gauchalas are we going to support in this kind of initiative and how many cows how many bulls how many calves do they have so that you know how much quantity of food that needs to be given to these gauchalas so like how you normally shop online or pop into the website at amazon just select the quantity that you wish to donate add to your cart and check out as normally you do and once the payment is done we'll make sure the order is delivered to these doctors can you tell me what uh, what kind of funding or how many farmers you've been able to uh, reach out to through this uh, campaign uh so total we have reached out to quite a few but we have shortlisted four or five okay because in order to you know make sure the logistics again doesn't become a problem mm-hmm. we have identified few on the border of uh, gujarat and maharashtra mm-hmm. one is in the satara belt mm-hmm. and one is in on the base of mahabaleshwar that's in okay. y okay because uh, all these are gaushalas these are not mm-hmm. funded gaushalas mm-hmm. so the way they sustain themselves is by selling milk or selling agro produce okay and uh, basically every cow needs around 750 kg of food per month oh wow because every day yeah. whether the cow is milking non milking mm. whether she is old or even if it's a bull mm. they consume 25 kg of food okay per day are these uh, goshala still producing milk and if if there yes. are then what's happening to that milk where is it going uh so some goshalas who are having that kind of resources they're converting uh, milk into ghee okay and for those who do not have that access either they are just distributing it for free okay. in the nearby villages hmm. or you know they are just most of the time it could be getting wasted also okay but they are just going back into farm as you know hmm. as organic manure okay but is is there is there a system that's been built to reduce this wastage from on a on a government level what's happening would you have any idea if if the state government is in any way uh coming up with with any kind of policies to for the relief of these of the milkmen and these goshalas uh basically government has been doing quite well in this area actually the first mm-hmm. thing that they did was make milk as a essential commodity okay so if that was not done then even the cooperative business would have gone down yeah like we are saying mumbai even after lockdown not has been a single day like people haven't received milk so they are receiving milk that's okay. not a problem Okay, and and, and this and just one question. This includes all your uh, cooperative milk uh, brands, not only Mother Dairy or Amul, right? Any any milk, any milk okay. producer. Okay. And uh, second thing that they have done is uh, they have launched the Jandhan Yojana. Hmm. Like they have deposited certain amount of money in all the who have opened a bank account. Okay. So that has been directly transferred to their account. so that will help them with some cash flow okay basically for investment mm-hmm. 
but nobody was prepared for this basically i think yeah. even around the world nobody would have expected it could reach that level alarming level yeah 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 absolutely and i mean given the circumstances there's there's also so much of um, unlearning and learning that has to be done i think in terms of supply chain management make it more uh, sustainable if that's the right word but do you think what what kind of since you are working in this area and what kind of new ways of thinking of supply chain have you seen that's happening around in the milk industry in the milk industry yes uh yes so there are many startups who have come up with uh, innovative ideas yeah so i can quickly explain one of them hmm. it's called as cold chain technology okay. like uh, if you want to get good price for your milk hmm. then it needs to be delivered raw to the customer so it doesn't have to be pasteurized it mm. doesn't have to be uhd milk like tetra pak milk mm. if you can deliver raw milk to the consumer then you can command good price okay and the way it has been done is after mm. milking within 10 minutes the milk has to reach pulp uh, milk cooler okay so that cooler takes down the milk temperature to 4 degrees celsius mm. so what this does is the harm the growth of harmful bacteria is stopped and doing this the milk can stay uh, unspoiled for next 48 hours hmm. so you have 48 hours to deliver that milk to the consumer okay and this so is that's one of the things that people hmm. are doing yeah and and is this happening But, all across india or do, would you have any idea or is it specific to maharashtra or some areas so uh, this kind of technology exists virtually across india hmm. this is feasible only to gauchala who having more than 50 cows because it is a capital intensive thing yeah. like you need to buy that uh, machine mm-hmm. then you will only buy that machine only if you have that final consumer with you if you are routing through a cooperative or you are routing through an agent Mm. then it is not a feasible thing to do mm. and for individual farmers i think it's it's a chronic problem uh, it has not been created overnight it has been mm. over the years since their land also becoming you know the the size of holding was so scattered now mm. so scattered like it's very difficult for the farmer to even sustain his own family with that kind yeah. of land yeah so government is trying to work on this they want they even they want startups to you know help them fix this issue because they it needs some innovative approach yeah like if if i can add we were invited last year by the fiki uh, the ministry of agriculture mm. even they were discussing that this is a big problem mm. and we have to solve this and since we are visiting gochalas on a monthly basis mm. we can understand like the next generation or farmer Mm-hmm. doesn't want to get into farming right because he has been seeing his father and mother you know working mm-hmm. so hard mm-hmm. and uh, some bad rain happens or if there is no rain mm-hmm. you know the entire year efforts are lost mm-hmm. for 25 30000 rupees it's it's not worth it so mm-hmm. what they are doing is they want to have a job in the cities or mm-hmm. in nearby towns mm-hmm. so at least they start getting fixed income Hmm. So it is a very chronic problem that has been created over the period yeah. of so many years now. Yeah. 
it, but it definitely needs the innovative angle to fix it. Yeah. Do you think that with this pandemic and lockdown, which is just so new for everyone, there there will be any kind of uh, thinking in this direction? I know it's a bit uh, looking in into the future <laughs> too too much looking into the future when when we don't even know what what lies after this, but uh, still just to pick your brain on that. Yes. So basically, I'm I'm not able to pinpoint exactly who has done what. Like in in similar situation mm. happened in the past. Mm. Many articles that you read read online or on LinkedIn, mm. everyone is saying like good things have come out of you know bad times like these. Yeah. So hopefully, someone is able to figure it out. Yeah. How we can make sure what mm. how we can deal with such kind of situation. Mm. At the same time, help. you might be able to find some solution to one of our chronic problems also hmm. so i think it's good to be positive and start at least be alert maybe someone will be able to find a solution yeah yeah i think so and i hope so thank you so much for joining me for this and giving me so much insight on on the dairy industry in india no 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 problem at all thank you so much actually and that was rajesh paranjpe the founder of bodhi shop If you want to be a part of the donate fodder campaign you can look it up on bodhishop.in the link is mentioned in the description too and if you like this podcast please follow subscribe and share you can also share your suggestions feedback and comments with me on twitter and instagram my handle is shireen mehrotra in the next episode i'll be sharing another story of resilience and community work during these difficult times thank you for tuning in my name is shireen and this is the food covid podcast